I'm married, Jay. Ew, you're married? Yeah. What about us? Us? I haven't heard from you in 18 years, Jay. I mean, you never even came to see me when I was in jail. Oh, that's because they won't let us And today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Sh uh, wait, actually, no, that is the wrong... That is the wrong introduction. God, has it been that long? Yeah, I was reading the uh, the wrong script here. Uh, I was reading from my notes on the Evil Mark show, uh, where I am the co-host for the NFL show. We are actually brought by, to you by Shiba Inu on that podcast. Uh, every year they sponsor a wonderful, wonderful NFL show. And you may be noticing that something is a little different by today's episode. I literally just got done doing a four-and-a-half-hour file in her entertainment episode podcast. I was going to boot up some Starfield, but I was like, it's 1130 at night. I should probably get ready for bed. And then I was like, well, I don't really want to go to bed. Uh, so I'm going to talk by myself because uh, this week a uh, buddy of mine, uh, Daniel, uh, who is the co-host of the Feathers and Friends uh, podcast, he had to basically go be a husband, uh, be a real father uh, to his childrens, and so we were planning on pushing it, maybe maybe pushing an episode back and maybe doing it like uh, Saturday or Sunday. I'm not entirely 100% sure what my Saturday or Sunday really actually holds, uh, but I ended up playing a little bit of Killing Floor 2 with my buddy, Daniel, and uh, we, we had some good times. So here I am, uh, kind of just doing a, a little bit of a podcast because I wanted to touch base on Starfield. Yes, that's right, boys and girls, Starfield. The game that just recently was released, that just recently came out, and that has got the internet abuzz because it is early release. Um, I was actually able to... Uh, so what's, what's cool about it is that I wanted to kind of give you a, a quick and dirty podcast here today on my first initial thoughts of Starfield. Uh, I... What... It, What's nice about Starfield is a lot of I know a lot of people get on you for pre-ordering a game. Well, I have the Xbox uh, Game Pass, uh, the Gold Game Pass that I get monthly. For some unknown reason, I have it. I I, I pay like the twelve, the ten, fifteen dollars a month to get it, and I I got it because it would give me a lot of free games. It, it was always just nice to have a bunch of free games at my fingertips, and I decided that I would pay the extra thirty dollars to play Starfield early. I mean, technically, I'm paying for a game that is an Xbox exclusive that's probably not going to go away from the Xbox Gold, because uh, I, got, I got the Xbox Gold PC Pass, so I can download the PC version of any Xbox Live game that is on the, the Game Pass, which is really nice. Uh, so I paid $30 to play it early, which in my mind, I technically did pre-order the game using the Xbox Live PC Pass system, but I also only paid half price for it to get it early. And I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm really, I'm just not disappointed at all in, in the series. I mean, so far, the game, I know there's a lot of controversy how a lot of people are like, oh, you, you know, it's, it's only going to be 30 FPS locked on the system, uh, you know, on your, on, your, on your PC or what have you. It's not going to be, oh, it's, it's like, I, I heard all the negatives. I heard all the negatives where it's like, hey, you know, uh, 30 FPS on, on the on the game, on your Xbox Series S and all this other stuff. And, I mean, I was kind of looking into it. And, like, um, 
Actually, let, 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 I want to I want to check something out real fast before I dive too deep into it. I'm trying to fit like 15 different things into a statement, and it's just not working. Okay, okay, let's 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 try that again. So, the tech specs for the Xbox Series S. For those of us who just don't really know what's going on, it, it's it's on the market for 2.99 ES. Uh, EPR, uh, you can spend an extra $100 and get an extra 500 uh, gigabytes to upgrade to the, the one terabyte drive, which, by the way, is not, not too bad with the price of storage. Um, but the actual specs, where did they go? Wherefore out thou specs? God, I got the AC blowing right fucking on me right now. Yeah, here we go. Like, it's it's supposed to be able to get up to 120 FPS, it's a 512 gigabyte SSD with HD HDR high high dynamic range, which not entirely 100%. Like I just know it gives you a crisp, clear kind of awesome sauce thing. Um, now they call it a. It's got eight cores at a 3.6 gigahertz or a 3.4 gigahertz with the SMT custom Zen 2 CPU. Um, what the fuck is a Zen 2? Google searched me as Zen 2. Oh, uh, the Zen 2 is a computer processor made by AMD. Interesting that Microsoft with, would go with an AMD processor. Uh, a Zen 2. It's got it's an 8-core. That's, that's all that I really kind of know about the 8-core processor is that... Uh, oh, here we go. Um, so, I guess there's the Zen and Zen Plus... Then there's the Zen 2 that basically started in 2019, and uh, now around 2020, the Zen 3 is out. So it's kind of a, a previous generation AMD processor. I'm going to guess because it's 8 core and 3.6 gigahertz, that it's like a Ryzen 7 or a Ryzen 9. Um, and then it's GPU. Uh, is it's, it's technically got an RDNA 2 GPU. Um, RDNA, well, let's just do this, versus a 2080, AMD Radeon RDNA 2 versus a, uh, a 2080 Super. Oh, no, don't, don't do that. Oh, so the RDNA 2 beats a 2080 Super Ti by 50%. Um, so this is, uh, 40 to 50 percent faster than a 2080 so it's like a 30 a 3000 series is is essentially what it's is a lot of these articles that i'm 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 reading to here the thinkcomputers.org amd rdna2 based gpu to be 40 to 50 percent faster than geforce there's a cute little video here oh they're like if this is true um god all these articles are like 2021 hmm Okay, so I'm I'm gonna guess that it's one of the newer gen like it I think it I think it's on par with a 3000 CPU. Like I really wish that a lot of times these processors or the GPUs that they do end up using for uh, like games are like basically like comparable to this, right? Because uh, it is a 10 gigabyte GDR6 128 bit uh, wide bus for its memory. Um, I know it says GPUs four terabytes, 20 CUDA cores. 
uh, CUs at 1.56 gigahertz. To be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck that means. I know four teraflops is pretty good. The 20 CUDA cores, or I'm assuming that's what CU stands for. Uh, looking at all this dumb bullshit that I'm reading, to to basically put it in perspective, the the Xbox Series S is kind of like a, a 3000 series GPU um, with like like two or three generations old chipset is is what i'm basically understanding from this is that it is it is like it is like two generations old is what i'm understanding um let's go to new egg because i i can i can pull up the exact cpu uh, the exact processor that i have i go to my order history i gotta sign in as always even though google remembers my passwords um all right let's take a look here Oh, that's right. Mine is a i9-12,000. Intel Core i9-12,900. 12, uh, 12,000-900. 12th Gen Adler Lake 16 Core. So, okay, 8P and 8E at 3.2 gigahertz. Uh, so, essentially, what, what I'm looking at here... Oh, God. Really? They fucking dropped the price that... They, it's, it's on sale for 50% right now. And I think... What did I... What did I pay for it? I, I think I... Yeah, I think I paid like a pretty fucking like pretty pretty penny. A g oh wait, um, order detail. You know what? I I wish I could just click buy. Oh, I can click buy again on all this shit and see how much. God, let's see how much money I I lost, uh, thanks to all this crap. Uh, whoops, fuck you. Go back, cause I know I had the forty seven ATI. I know I got that right. It was it was released. The Corsair uh, thousand watt. I know that the thousand watt is not like something that like. I know it wasn't. I could have probably gotten away with like eight hundred watt, but I wanted to go a thousand watt because I just knew what was going on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, fuck me. Everything's so on sale right now. God damn it. Yeah, I spent like I. If I would have just been patient for like four months, I would have been able to. Uh, Oh wait, nope. I forgot to I forgot to add the the one thing. I forgot to add that. Proceed to checkout. What? Okay, so yeah, I would have saved like five hundred dollars if I would have waited a little bit. I would have saved like five hundred dollars. That's stupid. But yeah, so to me, the Xbox Series S is uh is like the three thousand series, maybe. Uh, i9-9000, essentially, is what I'm maybe kind of guessing. Um, you know, like, it's it's last-gen, essentially. Last-gen everything. Which, I, I mean, for what the Series S essentially does, and ha like, the one thing that I will give the Series S versus a PC is that it, it, it operates the way you would want it to operate. Like, the thing is so lightning fast. Like, if it's if I'm playing a game, I can literally just click... I can turn it on. It boots up within like 30 seconds. I can literally click a game that I was playing and it will legitimately remember exactly where I was at in the game. Like I can pause the game, shut down the Xbox Series S completely, turn it back on and literally be playing right where I, where I left off within a matter of 60 seconds, which in my mind is, is pretty awesome to us. Like my, my beast, Jessica, you know, the, the PC that I have now with the Adler and all that other stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. She's a fucking powerhouse. She is like anybody's. She is anybody and everything that I would ever have wanted in a PC, especially with the new gen. 
and it takes me at least like um, it it take me at least two minutes to load up, get in, and do everything because it doesn't remember. It completely shuts down. Da 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 da. Like it, I would have a hundred and ten percent been playing on the Xbox Series S if I wasn't such a fucking lunatic and couldn't play with a, a controller. Like I went back to, uh, I was gonna do another playthrough with. Um, I was going to do another playthrough where essentially I was like, all right, let's, let's be a Jedi again in fallout four. And I brought out the controller and I just, I can't do controller. I just, I can't do it. And when I re uh, there was apparently there was like some speculation that yes, Starfield was going to have mouse and keyboard support. And then it didn't. And I just like, Oh, well, thank God. I fucking have the, 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 you know, the PC game pass as well too. So I downloaded Starfield uh, night one. Cause uh, little fun, little fun adventure. So Thursday, my uncle Roger, um, who was very, very sick, uh, was taking his, his daughter, my, I guess you could call her niece cousin because she's technically my uncle Roger's daughter, uh, but they remarried, but she's like, she's half my age. She's 18. I'm 36. Um, Sam is 23. I want to say. So, like, they're late, so I they technically are my cousins, because they're from a second marriage, but at the same time, like, they're half the age, so it's kind of interesting that, like, technically they're the cousin, but they're also, like, I'd be like, uh, well, I guess they're my niece and nephew, but she's going to school at the University of Madison, Wisconsin, which is really cool, um, they, and, like, I literally went to go visit them last weekend, up in Superior, where they live, and then they came down and spent the night with my mom up in Wausau. And it was really cool because, like, I did all my doctor's appointments. I got everything out of the way. I basically was an adult. I was like, all right, when I'm done with all my doctor's appointments, I'm going to head up there, spend two to three hours hanging out with the family until, like, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. They're going to go to bed. I can be home by, like, 10, 10, 30, and I can, I, can, I can squeeze an hour or two into Starfield. Like, I could squeeze an hour or two into Starfield. Fucking, I'm coming, out, I'm coming home, right? And out of, out of fucking nowhere, my... Uh, my my stepdad is driving everybody my stepdad my mom my niece my nephew my uncle roger and my uh uh aunt mary all just all all in all in an suv now like this is this is absolutely hilarious because like it's it's kind of like the car that they drove is kind of and that like it it can fit them but like it probably shouldn't fit them which is a hilarious part uh, so they're going to get ice cream at Brick's Ice Cream, and I'm pulling into my mom into my mom's neighborhood, and I pull in and I see th this white car there, and like I'm like, oh, I should probably turn down my music. And as like I'm bumping into the neighborhood, my stepdad throws up the peace sign, and then my cousin Sam is in the front waving at me, and I'm like, oh, where the fuck are they going? Like where 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 were they going? Maybe they're going to get uh, picking up dinner. I'll follow them, right? And so I turn around, we we all go to Brick's Ice Cream. Everybody pulls into the car. We have some food. Uh, ended up grabbing, uh, they grabbed some ice cream. I didn't because I had literally just eaten dinner. Um, got out of the car. We hung out, talked with my Uncle Roger a little bit, felt a little bit better about where he's at currently right now. And then we all went home and we sat, we all sat down. We were all hanging out. And like my Uncle Roger was just looking tired as all get out. Aunt Mary was, was looking tired as fucking can be. Gabby looked wide awake. Sam looked wide awake too. And I was thinking, well, let's, I bought my mom a game. It's it's like lucky numbers or something. It's kind of a cool game, 
But then everyone was like, oh, we got to wake up at 5 a.m. to go drop her off because she's got to be, uh, you know, at the at the university by 8 o'clock. Da, 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 da. And I was like, mother, like, fucking wow, you guys. Like, all right. Because I guess the universities now have, like, scheduled drop-offs where you just drop your kid off at a specific time so you're not all trying to get into the UW all at one point in time. And so I was literally there and hung out with him for, like, an hour and a half. And that was it. It was just, like, an hour and a half. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me like i would have really appreciated to spend a little bit more time but like my stepdad was tired my mom looked tired everybody looked tired so i was like all right cool i'm just gonna bounce to the ounce and get out of there got home downloaded starfield uh within 10 minutes which by the way i fucking love gig internet i love spectrum to death with it and that is why i will only ever hardwire in my xbox gets like 150 to 200 megabit download same with the playstation I get upwards of like three to five down with uh, my spectrum. And so the 117 gigabyte download that uh, Star Starfield was not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. Quick, fast, in a hurry. It was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and so what I wanted to do was I, I was telling Daniel, I was like, hey, I'll just do a, a quickie, a quick and dirty review of Starfield because I was hoping I was hoping that I'd have like 10, 15, like I'd have like 10 hours in it by now. Um, uh, I've played Starfield, I think, for about five or six hours, I think. Does it not tell me how long I've played Starfield for right now? Yeah, because uh, 4K Ultra HD, HDR10 single player optimized for the Series S, Xbox achievements, uh, Xbox presence clubs clouds uh down oh i'm sorry it's 140.19 140 gigabytes um can i go to manage files no yeah so i think i because i'm looking at it and i'm like i haven't only played for three hours and 19 minutes oh it's available technically in three days uh hours and 19 minutes i think i've i've played uh oh can i go to my library and see my PC games, Starfield. Nope, doesn't tell me. It'll probably tell me as soon as I I, I I get to where I need to be. Like it's so it's minimum. It's minimum requirements are uh, uh, AMD Radeon RX 5700 with a 1070 Ti. Its recommended specs is the AMD 6800 XT or the Nvidia 2080 T. The the Nvidia 2080. Uh, both recommended is the ryzen 5 26 for low end 3600 for high end i7 6800 i5 10,000 series for the recommended specs and so like i'm i'm basically double the generation above everything um and it's it's really nice because it runs so smooth i'm getting like 130 fps on it uh when i've played it and it's it's a great game i absolutely love the game it's it's been fantastic the lore is not there for me. I was reading, uh, I read a post. Oh, I got 50 gamer points. I've got a couple of achievements. Um, but I've, I, I was reading a post by somebody. Oh, let's turn that off there. I was reading a post by somebody that was a little, a little upsetty spaghetti about it on, uh, on r slash gaming. And I think, I think I want to hit some of the key points here because my overall rating is I'm very satisfied with the game. I'm very, very satisfied with the game as it stands right now, um, just simply because it's it's very, it's 
I, I love the game. I love I love the lore. I, I love everything kind of behind it. Um, yeah, it, the the faces are like all the same too, which are pretty hilarious. A lot of a lot of the it it, it the the game is like you're like this is a Bethesda game through and through. Like this is a hundred percent a Bethesda game, um, through and through. And I, I I love it to death. It it is basically what I want in a in RPG in a in kind of a FPS RPG game, but. Uh, this was posted about 14 hours ago, which means that somebody got their hands on it. Like they played, uh, they probably had an early, early edition Starfield, or they they basically grinded like all night. Uh, like they they basically grinded all like because it released at I think 7 p.m. CST Thursday night is when it released. And I'm thinking that they basically stayed up like all day and all night and then just threw this this very well-written post out here. Um, but it's done by Essie Gopher. Starfield feels like Mass Effect 1 without good writing. I'm a longtime Bethesda fan that came into Starfield having just watched the trailers. I got the early access and I've been playing nonstop since I took off for it. Just like I thought. For positives, the soundtrack, interior designs, and assets are incredible in a lot of major areas. I feel, however, that Starfield hasn't learned from past Bethesda mistakes, and I started seeing comparisons with issues they experienced playing Mass Effect 1 without finding any uh, uh, without finding any of the good parts besides the aesthetics. Some highlights. Builds itself as a space or exploration game, but you don't land or take off from planets. Everything is driven by clicking a button in the UI, uh, which I find to be a huge letdown since everything else is just moving around Empty pockets of space. You'll be spending a ton of time in the map UI. Bethesda still hasn't learned how to make compelling gunplay. The combat is serviceable, but the gun, the guns feel flat, and the enemy AI is constantly making terrible choices, like staring at me for five seconds before firing, running around random directions. Uh, it feels like the technology hasn't advanced since Fallout 4. With space exploration being confined to roaming around small empty spaces, with some planet backdrops, you would hope that the the ground exploration would make up for it. But alas, you're severely limited in the mobility options without vehicles. And most of the planets are barren wastelands, but not the fun Fallout kind. Uh, it feels like going on Mako missions, but without the speed of the Mako. And the biggest issue... Uh, the biggest issue, the issue that really makes everything else hard to ignore, is that the writing slash emotional depth isn't there. Everything is about as generic as it, you can make it from the MacGuffin they tr thrust on you in the first 10 minutes of the game to the side quest where you'll be tracking down an endless supply of data chits and generic bad guys. Part of the issue is the body animations are really bad. See... What he's talking about here is what Mass Effect ba 1 was was basically. The, the issue with the Starfield is it feels very much like a, a Mass Effect 1 game. The problem that I have with this is how do you build all these worlds? Like, that's, that's my one question. Now, I remember Bethesda is like... Bethesda talked basically about the game. They're like, hey, look, like, we have to throttle this game to 30 FPS. Why do we have to throttle it to 30 FPS? Because uh, it's a fucking massive game. Like, this game is just brilliantly big. You know, there's... I'm already looking at the map, and I'm, I'm looking at everything that I that I have to accomplish, and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, th there's a lot to this game. They, they put a lot into it. And I, I think one of the things that they could do to lessen that is to to bring it down, to, to lessen the, the intrigue and the interlude, but then it doesn't become Starfield. It becomes the Milky Way, or it becomes Alpha Centauri. Um, 
one of the things that I think that we as players were expecting is that we were going to be thrust into this this galaxy that these worlds that we go to are highly fleshed out, that these worlds are well well crafted and well designed and we have these giant cities and we have all this beautiful these beautifully done assets with this overall arching everything just everything looks golden and it's great and it's all a plus or across the board well if you basically take what fallout 3 fallout 4 fallout new vegas and even hell fallout 76 was in the day you're gonna you're gonna limit yourself map wise and not that there's anything wrong with limiting yourself map wise but you're just limiting what you can and cannot do in the game right now fallout 4 is notorious it like, I think Fallout 4 is only, like, seven... Like, what is what is Fallout 4's... Um, let's go to my library. Uh, Fallout 4. Uh, manage. Uh, what, what is... What is... What is the size of Fallout 4 here? Store page? Does it tell me? Yes, I'm fucking old enough to play Fallout... F- Dude, I own Fallout 4, for the love of Christ. Don't... Are you old enough? Yes, I'm old enough, you cocksuckers. Wow, it's still 43. Oh, buy with the Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Why can't I see how big the game is? Does that not tell me? Oh, it's only... Okay, so it's 30 gigabytes. Really? Fallout 4 is only 30 gigabytes? I, I gotta guess with like a bunch of the other... With a bunch of the other add-ons, it's 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 a little bit different. So, um, 125 gigabytes available. Okay, so uh, Starfield is maybe a li- little bit okay. So, I mean, it, it, to to put it in perspective, you're basically fitting what is it? 30, 60, 90, 120, uh, 150. Technically, would be five. So, for for lack of a better term, like Starfield is basically a game. There's five times bigger in, in just pure data than what Fallout 4 was. And Fallout 4 takes you about takes about an hour, I'll say. About an hour to walk from one end of the map to the other end. Depending upon if you, like, just straight, just sheer walking. Just straight walking the distance. I, I would say half an hour to an hour from, from one end of the map to the other is how long it would take you. Uh, if you turned on God mode and you just went straight, just went straight. Now, I know I've spent a, a fair amount of time in the map UI, just like I did with Mass Effect 1. But I want to counter this with, what are you expecting? Are you expecting fully fleshed out planets? Like if we, like, like look at, look at Microsoft Flight Simulator, right? Look at the Microsoft Flight Simulator. It basically begs your PC, your PC begs you to be like, hey, please don't. Like, that's what the Microsoft Flight Simulator does when you play it on your PC. It, it basically goes, hey, please don't. And not that there's anything wrong with that. But not that there's anything wrong with playing a game like that, where it, it's basically like, hey, please don't load my system. Don't load the game. Don't load the map. Don't fly from one end of the fucking US to the other because of all the shit that we have to generate. Like, it even made my PC laggy. Like, it even lagged out on my Xbox Series S. Like, if you want to talk about, like, fully fleshed out planets, right? Like, you're not going to have that that fly around, like, space combat. Like, look at the game EVE Online, right? EVE Online is literally a spacefaring civilization 
that is basically point and fly in space. And like people will dedicate days to flying their ships from one end of the universe to the other. And it's just like at maximum speed that they can go. They're like, I can get the most like, do you want to do that? Do you want to be like, well, if I fly at, you know, a hundred nautical miles an hour and I plan this route, I can hop here, refill. Do you really want to fucking do that? Like, I get where you're kind of coming at and the space con like, I feel like Starfield is the next generation building blocks of the game. Like, I remember when Fallout New Vegas came out. Like, it, Fallout New Vegas is the staple Fallout game for so many people because of the way the game was done. Because of the way the, the game was built. You know, it, it, it had all the things that we love about a Fallout game all in one place. They expanded upon it in Fallout 3, and in Fallout 4, they basically just had a polished turd of a game. Fallout 4, by, by no means, is an amazing game. It, it is an amazing game, but it is no, by no means without its flaws and its merits. It is a very highly polished turd that the modding community and Fallout 4 has been able to build since 2015, and is now 2023. Like, the last time a game, you know, did the Star, the, Sky, the Skyrim game or the Fallout thing, or, or where they built and basically pursued something as large as, as scale of this that they did was, uh, you know, 76 kind of to a point. I actually really like the point-and-click UI. It's I'm not droning and mindlessly driving around. Like, you look at Earth. Like, one of the first missions is like, hey, go to Earth and find the London Tower, right? And you're like, oh... There's a reason why humanity moved out into the solar system. We basically fucked Earth, right? The, the climate change is real. It is a barren wasteland of a desert with a giant man-made skyscraper that stood this that was built to like withstand it. I don't know why. I, I don't know why you would want to drive around endlessly in these just beautifully procedurally. Like, do you want it to load four or five different Fallout Four maps? Like, from what the way that the guy is describing this is he essentially wants, and I think maybe what maybe a couple of us gamers maybe thought was that we would be in like the Milky Way galaxy, right? Or we'd be in like the Andromeda system where we'd have five or six, you know, like five to ten planets that were basically fully fleshed out, you know? Maybe six of them were fully fleshed out, right? If we take the approach that I'm talking about now, like when the game loads you into like a city, right? Like, and, and this happened in Starfield. I literally had a shop that I could load into and that was it. It was a shop. I loaded into a, 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 a one room shop, just like in Fallout 4, where they're like, well, we really wanted to do a couple of things here in, in this little, in this little location but we didn't have the ability to like put it as part of the game. So we just had it as a, another asset that we could load into. And so it's like, okay, we, we could have four or five fully fleshed out planets, right? That's 120 gigs worth of data. doesn't have to be as packed as like what, you know, Boston was for fallout four. You know, you could have kind of more some wastelandy things cause you're technically on a planet or whatever, but like you could literally do just like, well, you load asset one to be Earth soul. You know, asset two is Mars, asset three is this, and, and you could do that for the galaxy that you're in, and you could you could achieve basically what the gamers were looking for, is you take what Fallout 4 
have that as an asset or a room or something like that, right? Just like you did in Fallout 4. And that is your planet. That is the, the inhibital, that is the habitable, habitable, habitable part of your planet. Or you do what, or you kind of do what Borderlands did, right? Well, this is, this is a part of the habitable planet that you have here. Load into a different asset here. And then maybe do like a cool cutscene where you're driving along. But like, you're looking for these fully fleshed out planets and you're just not going to get it. You're going to have maybe like one or two big giant hubs, which they did very, very well with your home play base and planet. But like, that's how it was in fallout four. Like you came out and you, you didn't know what happened. You, you, you loaded into a world where your last moment was watching a nuclear bomb go off where you probably should have died. You should have a hundred percent died or been so irradiated by the time that you woke up, you'd be a ghoul yourself. If you didn't survive, you know, just died in, in cryostasis. Um, you know, when you're big bad guys, I lost my kid. Oh my God. You know, I'm now thrust into helping all these. You're like, dude, somebody took my kid. Where the fuck? Uh, somebody helped me. And everyone's like, Oh, you help me. I'll help you. Right. Well, it's, it's the same basic premise. Like, I'm not spoiling anything, but you're a miner in in uh, Starfield. Your first mission is you you basically mining a material as a freelance miner. Uh, you touch an artifact, and then the artifact basically sends you on a quest. You you get attacked by pirates. Uh, you do have a space battle uh, right off the bat, right outside of your uh, your mining facility. And then the guy's like, "Hey, uh, I'm taking you with me. You had a vision, just like with." Mass Effect 1, you had a vision. You are now the main protagonist in this series. You're the only motherfucker that touched it. To your knowledge, you find out, oh my god, you're not the only motherfucker that's touched it, right? And so, the next thing you know is that it's like, okay, it's, it's me and you. Um, do I really have to go with you? And the guy's like, well, you got to at least deliver the artifact, right? You have to at least deliver the artifact uh, to him. Take my spaceship, head on out here. You can deliver the artifact. You can get, You can meet my crew. And you can see if you want to join. Well, what are you going to do? Like, is this going to be like an outer, the Outer Worlds thing? Where one of the first missions in Outer World, you literally land on a planet that you can you can talk to. You, you basically land on a planet where someone's like, hey, do you know Dr. So-and-so? Dr. So-and-so is the guy that releases you, right? And you have one of two options. You can go, I have no idea who the fuck you're talking about. Like, I'm just here for a thing, right? Like, I'm just here. And it, it's 100%. It's just like when you talk to Codsworth and you're like, hey, Codsworth, calm down, buddy. It's a guaranteed, uh, it's, it's a guaranteed charm or intimidation or, or lie, whatever you want to talk. It's a, uh, it's a speech check. You, you basically get a free speech check. And in the outer worlds, essentially what ends up happening is that you can go, I don't know who the fuck this man is. I've never heard of him in my entire life. And then you go down a, a path, a very, a, a, a path A, right? Or you'd be like, yeah, I know that motherfucker. He's the one that freed me. Like, what do you want to know about this douchebag? Like, I, I know everything. And then you go down that path. I said, I don't know this man. I've never met this man a day in my life. I don't know who you're talking about. And I went that route. I keep meaning to go back and, and, and play a different play a different path. But, like, is that maybe how Starfield works? Where you can be like, well, fuck you guys. Like, I don't really care. But what it, what what do you want to do? Do you just want to be like, do you want this to be like an EVE Online? Where you can just be like, I'm going to be the, the, it's the same kind of concept, right? You're probably going to get to choose between the, 
the use uh, the United Colonies. Probably you could probably be a space. You could probably be uh, the eclipses or the eclipsed. And then there's another faction. The yeah, there's the United Colonies, which I I stole one of their uh, I stole one of their uh, their uniforms already, which is hilarious. You could be part of the Eclipse. Or you pr- probably could go pirate, or you could be um, the Colonials. I think is who it is. I don't remember the main faction that you're a part of right now, um, but like, it's probably gonna be just like in in Fallout in. Skyrim and stuff. It's just different factions. You could be a part of a faction. It'd be cool if you could do the Skyrim thing and just join each faction. But I think the the fully fleshed out worlds is just too far of a stretch based on the game. I, I think driving around in the nothingness of space is going to get super, super boring. I thought Microsoft Flight Simulator would be fun, but really, like, flying is basically just takeoff and landing. Like, very little times do you ever have to do anything in between the flight. Like, literally... You take off, you reach cruising altitude, you flip a button, you turn on autopilot, and then you're, you're, the autopilot just flies you to your next destination, and then it tells you how to land, and then you just have to try to land, which, okay, not that hard, not that difficult, not a big deal, right? Um, and then the combat system, it's a fucking, like, what do you, like, what do you want? The gunplay, like, you're, you're using a gun, typically in, like, a spacesuit, brother, like, I don't know if you know this, but like NASA's talked about the spacesuits and so have the the pilots and so have like everybody else that the fucking that you do not have much ambidextrous. You don't have much like you're not very. I don't know what the right word is. It's not tactile, but like you just it, it's very apparently it's very hard to be very precise in spacesuits. And, like, okay, like, I get it. We're, like, a spacefaring colony. We're, like, way super advanced. But, like, I kind of like how it's clunky because you're in a fucking spacesuit. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, the sway is a little bit more there. The, the the handling of your weapon is a little bit more unwieldy. Like, and, and plus, too, if you want to talk about not having, like, you know, the gunplay is really janky, where the fuck are you going to store all your ammunition? Where are you storing your guns? Where are you storing your shit in a fucking spacesuit? Your spacesuit is already like 20, 30, you know, maybe 20, 30 pounds if you're on like a lightweight fucking planet. You know, it's probably like 100, 150 pounds if you're not on a planet. Like, where are you pulling everything out of? Like, you know, and especially if you're on a planet that has a hostile environment where you have to be in your spacesuit. You get shot once in, in the helmet. Like, if you get shot once in the face, it's like insta death, right? The elements just rush into your spacesuit. It's it's basically like a, a pressure, like a, you know, depressurizing a, a cabin or something like that, real fast. Like you just have to descend, or like everything gets sucked out, and it's it's just a massive change. Like if you want to like talk about it being clunky and all this dumb shit, I I think the way that they are doing Starfield is exceptionally well. Space travel is not as awesome sauce as you want it to be. That's why they're always like, yeah, there's this thing called cryosleep where we just fuck off and then you wake up seven years later at your destination and do your thing. You know, like uh, that movie with Chris Pratt in it, you know, Interstellar's a, another good, good idea. Like they're doing space travel, probably the, the way the enterprise, like look at the enterprise, right? They would, they would basically hyper jump to the planet that they needed to be. They would land and then do their thing. They'd fuck off and do their thing or they'd board a, a starship. The only thing that I'm not liking, which I think I'm probably doing it wrong, is the docking and undocking system. 
as well too is some of the UI is a little clunky, but it's the same way with everything, right? Like when they changed the 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 escape from Tarkov UI, it's it's just slightly different. I remember when I first started playing Escape from Tarkov, I didn't have it. The first time I played Red or Not, Six Days in Fallujah, ba- uh, Borderlands, um, a lot of uh, Tiny Tina's Borderlands is a great example, right? Borderlands had a great UI. It really, really had a great UI. And the fact that you knew where to go, you knew how things looked, it, it had a very typical layout. It was nice. It was sleek. It was well laid out. It, it made things easy to do. Tiny Tina's Wonderland, not so much. I'm sorry, Helios. It's, it's like it's like it's 12, 12 at night. Um, Helios has already come out to tell me he's pissed off at me. And now that I'm yelling into a microphone, he's probably a little pissed off, too. I'm almost done, bud. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm, I'm basically giving you a Starfield review. But like Tiny Tina's Wonderland, same basic UI. But it's just a little different. It's just a little different. It's like old Englishy. They use different metrics. They're, it's you're, it's 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 like Borderlands, but they changed it to medieval Borderlands, right? It's no longer like spacefaring. Da 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 da. Like it's it's not it, it's it it's 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 medieval. It's medieval Borderlands, which I like it. It's a great game. It's it's the same. It's the same basic premise, right? Like the way that I view Starfield is that it's 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 just like every movie, just like every game. You always have to have a big bad. You always have to have a reason why you go on this, because what if you don't want to go on it? What if you're what if you're just not thrust into it, right? Like the the, the way that they do the opening is brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant, and the way that you get to choose your character is brilliant, by the way, too. It's it's hilarious. The only thing that I wish is that they would have they would have had, uh, I wish they would have voice acted you as the main protagonist. I wish that you would actually be voiced instead of having to you click a button and then it reads the text for you. I, I wish they just that you, you as a protagonist were fully voiced out. Um, I think the way that they did Starfield is great. The lock picking mechanics is great. It's a fun little mini game. Um, I like the fact that if you put in uh, I accidentally hit the the console command button and literally Starfield came up and was like, hey, you can enter a console command, but. You may just not get any uh, achievements. If you put in a specific console command, we will disable achievements for you, which I think is brilliantly awesome. I think that is so cool. Um, the The game itself, I feel, is very futuristic-y. I kind of like the way that the game is being done. In all, in all reality, I'm really liking Starfield. I, I am thinking that I'm going to get way more than the $30 I've put into it. I genuinely think that paying thirty dollars to to own this game, uh, you know, a couple of days early is a hundred and ten percent going to be worth it. I fully intend to piss off all my Tarkov friends by playing this a lot more than I probably should or would. But I I like the game. It is a Bethesda game through and through. It feels like it's a wonderful mashup between uh, Starf between Skyrim and the Fallout series with a just a just a just a hint of borderlands in there with a lot of the futuristic bullshit and and i'm i'm really liking it i think that it is a great game i look forward to the the other hundreds of hours that i will probably put into it uh, as well too as i i may just restart the game even though i've got like nine ten hours into it i feel like i wasn't um because like when i pick the game it gives you some uh, let's go to my photos here because I can pull it up here. Uh, again, the, the 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 benefits and the takeaways that I have of this game is that um, storyline 
it's a Bethesda storyline. It's it's probably not going to be an A plus positive, right? Um, and then I I look at uh, all the other things like the dialogue, the talking, like how they're talking. Yeah, no, the the conversation. Bethesda will never get the 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 talking, the conversations are run smoothly or anything like that. I just I feel like they're just never going to get that down. Um, but so what ends up happening is that when you touch the artifact, it does the Mass Effect thing where you're like ah oh, like and then you come out of it. And one of the, the one of the guys that you meet is like, hey, man, um, you know, like th- this, uh, you know, I- I'm looking at your chart here. Uh, I just I, I want to make sure, like, you know, does this make sense to you? Right. Like they read off some very, very generic stuff that you can get away with where like, you know, you, you're a freelance miner. Uh, you know, you're hired on. My name is so and so you were you're mining this thing. You, you touch the artifact. Like, does that all make sense? And. Like well, I mean, I here here look at your look at your chart. This is who you are. This is who we biometric biometrically scanned you as, um, and, and we just want to get your opinion. Is this you? And so your biometric ID is basically the build a character. It's got a lot of the typical, uh, typical Bethesda haircuts. Um, you know, some of the makeup is still there. Basically, they copy pasted the scars from Fallout. They legitimately copy pasted the scars from Fallout. Uh, tweaked them a little bit. Your makeup is a little bit different. It, it can be a little bit differently done. Um, the character UI, like what your face looks like, I think is a little interesting because like you, you, you tweak it in such a way that you're like, that doesn't look right, but it looks pretty damn good. Um, and there's a couple different, there's a couple different paths of life that you can choose. Um, like for instance, uh, what is it here? Uh, do, 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 do. I think it's, oh yeah, uh, so there's like three different paths. You can be raised enlightened, raised universal, or you can follow the serpent's embrace. I guess those are kind of like three, um, three big main religions, I guess you would, you, you would go for. Uh, then there's like the neon street rat, the United Colony, Colonies native, and I think that there's like one other one. Um, and then, uh, so you get to pick three different traits for, for your traits. I chose alien DNA. Uh, you volunteered for a controversial experiment that combines alien and human DNA. As a result, you start with increased health and oxygen, but healing and food items aren't as effective, which I really kind of wish I didn't pick uh, because like I eat like an apple and I only get like four, hit, like it's like, yeah, you get four hit points. Um, if I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to bash on Starfield for anything, it's the eating food doesn't give you nearly as much uh, hit points back as you would expect it to give you. Um, the raised enlightened is, is another interesting one where it's, um, you get like, there's a positive benefit that you get from your trait, but there's also a negative benefit that you get with your trait. And then your background is really interesting. Um, because when you choose your background, essentially what you're choosing is like how, what you were beforehand, like, were you an assassin? Were you a bouncer? Were you a scientist? Were you an entertainer? Like, there's these really interesting backgrounds that, that you get to choose, much like you get to choose with uh, the Outer Worlds, where it, it gives you a basic kind of premise that you start off with. And you get three, um, you basically get three starter points that you choose um, when you when you choose your background. So, like, I chose a bouncer, which means that I, I get a point in melee, I get a point, I, I got a point in melee combat. I got a point in, uh, I think it was like gastronomy or something like that, where like, um, like food, like there was a benefit with food. And then I think there was like a, uh, like a luck or some shit like that. I, for, I forget, but like you get basically three points right off the, or no, I'm sorry. 
Uh, I was I was an assassin. I didn't choose the chose the bouncer. I was going to choose the bouncer, um, but I was I was I got a point in silent movement. I got a point in uh, melee combat, and then I think it was a point in persuasion, if I remember correctly, persuasion or, or loot. Like I, I I was just lucky. Um, and then the way that you rank up is wildly different. The way that you do things is a little bit more different. Like you actually have to like loot containers and then you can go to, uh, the tier two, then you can rank up your looting. You know, you, you have to not only earn a point to put into your stats, but you have to have unlocked the ability to upgrade. It's like, Hey, you've looted enough chests. You can go to loot too. You know, if you want to do this or you've persuaded, you, you've persuaded enough people with your persuasion skill, now we'll bump you up to make your persuasions 20% more effective instead of 5%, right? Like, it just, you've been lucky enough to persuade people that will give you better bonuses because of it, because you've done it, if you put a skill point into it. So I, I really like the way that they're doing skill points now at times. Um, the stealth combat is is trash, in my opinion. I have not been able to successfully stealth people. Um, I, I, I think I looked at stealth and the, the, the bonus stat that I got to stealth was just not worth it at all. Um, I was able to sneak up with melee on stealth, but I think if I was able to have a point in ballistics or laser and I was able to sneak up on, and I was able to pull off like a sneak headshot or something like that, uh, or like a sneak, uh, like shot to the jetpack. It'll like if you if you hit somebody in the jetpack enough, it will blow the jetpack up, which is cool. Um, but I'm I'm lear- that that's why I think that that gentleman is mad is because like he's just not used to the the gameplay. We're not used to it. One of the comments that I saw is that like Starfield, the lore isn't that good. Like we don't know Starfield's lore too much. The Fallout lore is pretty well respected. By the time you know a lot of people got on the bandwagon of three, four, and f- you know what is eventually Fallout 5, a.k.a. 76, like, you fucking, you look at shit, and you're just like, okay, like, the lore is pretty well established, right? You're, you're pretty far into the game. Starfield could be the first of its kind. Like, we don't know the story. We don't know what's what goes on behind the scenes. Like, we don't really know what Starfield is all about, so, like, we really have to learn. And one of the things that I was talking to my, my buddy David from Let's Play Death Ray uh, last night when I was downloading it is like, I'm just going to not be there when I play with you guys. Cause sometimes I'll play single player games and hang out. I know the, the, the lines, I know what they're talking about. I know everything, but like, I'm talking to these NPCs that literally have no other dialogue than just a few, a few cool things that you can talk about. And I just want to soak it in. Like, I just want to talk to this NPC, this pilot, this Lieutenant Colonel, there's no reason for me not to talk to this lieutenant colonel other than to learn like the two, three things about her. But then she's, she's probably never going to come up again. She's probably never going to have anything to do with anything. And it's, it's just, it's going to be a nothing. It's going to be a nothing burger. Like it's not going to be anything at all, at all, at all. Like there's not going to be anything of benefit for me talking to her other than just having a conversation with her just to, to know about that one character that somebody created voiced, and they made specific lines for that person. You walk up to uh, her and one of her pilots. Uh, it, you, you walk up to you walk up to a very distant star for one of the funnier quests that I've ever had. Um, it's much like uh, much like Borderlands, the Bane, the weapon, the Bane. Um, they they kind of threw a, a little little shade at the Bane there. They also made a nod to um, 
there's a, uh, there's a, there's also a movie that they, that they nodded to, um, where basically one of your missions that you, you'd find is that, uh, there's a program called ATM transaction fee where it's supposed to, for each ATM transaction that somebody does, there's a fee of 0.001. So there's one one hundredth of a cent of a credit, right? You know, so like the way that I view it, it's like 1.5 credits, right? You know, one and a half credits. Well, this is instead of one, one cent, it's one one hundredth of a, of a cent. And so for all the transactions that go through any ATM fees, every person is charged one one hundredth of a cent and it builds up over time. I think it's, um, it's office space or, or some, I, f- I forget what movie there's a movie where that's the main premise where, uh, they, they write a code to where the bank that one of them works at or the bank that they hate basically sends them one one hundredth of a cent for each transaction that goes through and nobody is ever going to be the wiser of it because of the way that, you know, how many transactions they process. And it's only going to be like maybe uh, $200 or some shit like that a day. And what it goes wrong is it charges a cent for every transaction. And they have like a mil, like they have thousands of dollars in their bank account or whatever. Um, but they make a, a nod to that. I think it's maybe office space or or, or um, something like that. And it's, 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 one, it's, it's kind of funny because you basically find find it yet because like the first the total value is uh 305,326 credits and third uh and 13th uh you know point thirteen credits so it's it's pretty it's pretty funny that the whole they've they've now basically put in uh they've made a nod to borderlands they've made a nod to i think office space oh and it's not melee combat it's called dueling is what it is um, it's a cert. They call it sort of, they're, they're called certifications now, uh, instead of perk points, it's certifications. Um, and your first mission is called one small step, whatever. But yeah, they, they're, they're making nods to games. They're, they're, they're doing a lot of good. I, I genuinely think my overall, my overall takeaway from Starfield is that it's going to be a different Bethesda game in the sense that it's, different lore, different everything. Whereas I have a feeling it's going to be a fun, different lore. It's going to be a fun game overall. It's going to be a true blue Bethesda game. Uh, I've already encountered my first glitch, which was hilarious. I hired a, a weapons specialist, uh, who had a one, I think you can have up to five star rankings. Um, I hired her for 7,000 credits. Um, but, uh, I, I, I hired her as a one star recruit for 7,000 experience I'm sorry for 7,000 credits to be a part of my crew. And uh, as soon as she was on the ship, she immediately uh, sunk through the, the ship floor. I hired her, came on board, went to say hi to her, and she was just sitting cross-armed in one of the jump seats in the kitchen area and then immediately fell through the floor and out of my out of my starship. I love you, Bethesda. I love everything about you. Uh, I... I, I, I I, I love I, I love the I love the game. I just I'm so slow with the game too. Like that is the one problem I have is I'm so slow that I know I'm going to piss Dave and those guys off because like I said, usually I can play a game. Usually I can play a game where I'm hanging out with the guys. It's a single player because I've been there, done that. I will legitimately sink hours into meaningless side bullshit that I don't even need there because I want to take in the game. Somebody somewhere wrote all of this stuff to be a thing. They, they wrote so many side quests and so many, everything. Um, 
that just that just makes me feel brilliant that makes me love this game and if there's any takeaway that i can give you it's it's of this i would 100 percent try this game if you have the xbox game pass i would try it i would give it a shot it's it's, it's 20 bucks 20 bucks to rent all the games you want like it's i think it's I think it's twelve bucks to get the Xbox Game Pass, fifteen for the PC Pass. I I think it, it would be worth your while with all the free games that they give you, as well as the moves that Microsoft has made. I genuinely think it's it's a game that you should put forth the time, effort, and energy to play. And who knows? Maybe I'll talk to Bethesda and be like, "Hey guys, um, this is how you should make Starfield too. Basically, get." Get get the teams that you would normally get to work on the assets for like, you know, a Fallout Four, right? Get the team that you would have to work on that. That is Planet Number One. Planet Number Two is this. Planet Number Three is that. Planet Number Four is that. Planet Number Five is that. Make them their own individual loading things, and then what you do is you have like two or three gaseous planets, and then you could have a Starfield Two, where it's kind of the same basic premise, but it's set in a solar system, and you have a storyline. You know, and and I think that every game is gonna have fallen to a specific trope. The 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 Bethesda trope is you are thrust into something that you probably don't want to do, don't want to have to do, or, or shouldn't have to do. And I mean, I'm I'm with I'm with the the redditor to that point. We have to in in all of gaming, we have to find a better way to thrust yourselves into it, um, as opposed to. You know, the, the, the generic, here's a quick little 15 to 20 minute opener. Oh, by the way, congratulations. You are now just like, you're, you're the main guy, you know, and voice your protagonist, voice the player character. You did it for Fallout 4. Do it for this one. You can voice the protagonist. Please voice protagonists. I'm sick and tired of clicking a text, hoping it comes out one way and then just not being able to hear it. Voice your protagonist. But, uh. Yeah, so that is my uh, review of Starfield. Um, I will answer some questions because I feel it is only appropriate uh, that we do. And uh, Daniel, if you listen to this one, I'm not, I'm not sorry. I guess. Advice. So the advice section here today. Um, I know it's just Jared. I know it's just me. Uh, I forgot. I keep changing the uh, the Reddit tag to. Basically, um, what's it called? It's the, it's the Doge symbol or no, is it, is it the Shiba? No. Yeah, that's Doge. That's Doge. Uh, so let's go to saved to do, do, do saved post. Oh, that's, uh, there's something about the pandas, the cassowaries. Um, so this one comes from our ask. Can I still create a great life after at 31 after a hellish life of addiction and misery? Uh, 22 months clean from meth and feeling better. Want to go to school for a healthcare uh, healthcare career like nursing or dental hygiene next year. How long does it take brain chemistry to fully recover after meth? Is there any hope? Wow, that that uh, that took a uh, a wild uh, a very very wild turn. Um, I would probably not. I, I could probably see why they wouldn't let you go into healthcare or nursing or even dental a dental hygienist. Um, like if you have meth brain where you're, you're still foggy and you're still all fucked up. Um, I would, I would, no wonder they would probably tell you to go somewhere else, uh, with that. And I, I hate to be a, um, I hate to be that kind of dick, but like, 
if, if you're having problems two years after being clean um, and you're, you're still foggy, like, I don't know if I, if I'd want you to be in the healthcare industry unless it's like some basic bullshit where it's like, yeah, you're, you're the person that sews people up, you know, or like you're the one that sticks the needle in the arm and, and, you know, and, and, and basically that's it. Like you, you prep everybody, like you a prepper or like with a dental hygienist, like you hand the doctor all the tools, you know, um, maybe that's what I would, I would look for, but can you still create a great life at 31 after a hellish life of addiction and misery? Uh, bro. Yes, dude. Like I'm, I'm 36. Like I, I, I went through what you could probably consider three major life events, you know, that somebody probably shouldn't, shouldn't have by the time they're like 28. Right. I mean, I did six years active duty where I legitimately almost died a few times. Um, you know, I, I, I basically am like, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 now, but you know, they say in the military that it just like the military just adds 10 years to life. So I'm like, technically 46. I feel like I'm 46 now. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I don't have PTSD, but I have like massive anxiety, nausea and a bunch of other bullshit. Like I went through a period of time where like I barely ate. Uh, basically I got, I got to the point where I was so nauseous and so emaciated that I was down to like 112 pounds. Uh, I'm basically six foot in combat boots. For those of you who don't know, I'm six foot I was down to like 112, 120 pounds. Uh, I think the longest stretch that I went without eating, like there was a point in time where literally I drank all of my calories. Like the the naked smoothies that you had, those were my calories. And it got to the point to where I was not ingesting enough calories to satiate myself to where I would legitimately, if I was having a bad day and my body was like, Jared, you need a day off, I would basically make myself sick. Um, I would, I would, I would be so hungry and I would be so, you know, nauseous that I would basically just gag a couple, you know, a few times in the morning, take some, take an extra dose of my medication. I'd be fine. And I got to the point to where like, I just, I couldn't function as a human being and at how bad it was, I was able to recover. I'm back up to like 200 pounds now. Um, you know, I, I, I was married and divorced by 22, 24 uh, married at, I think I was married at 21, divorced by like 22, 23. Um, and then I was almost going to marry another woman and then she cheated on me at the last minute. But in her defense, she tried to break up with me before she cheated, which is what I ask all my girlfriends. Like, Hey, if you're going to break up, if you're going to cheat on me, please. Like, even if it's a, even if it's a text message before you're about to suck this dude's dick or fuck him, be like, Hey, I'm breaking up with you. Just an FYI, you're single. Like at least do it that way. So it's technically not cheating. I mean, yeah, you're probably sleeping with that person or or doing something naughty. Uh, you know, as I'm like thinking we're still a couple until I decide to read the text message, but like it's, it, I, I, and then I lost, uh, I lost a girl, uh, to a guy because of a podcast, uh, the, the famous, uh, lost my ex-girlfriend, to the church of Satan. And then she, uh, basically, I, I think she basically like married the dude like two or three days after I broke up with her, which means that she was only dating this guy for like a month or two, which was fucking hilarious, uh, in, in, in the way things turned out. So in the grand scheme of, of everything, um, all the shit that I've been through and at 36, like I'm, I'm, I, I started a podcast four years ago, essentially, um, you know, like I've, I've, I've been a supervisor now three times in three different jobs, uh, that I've been in. So like you can restart, it's not that hard, 
you just got to get back on track, you know, like just find a passion, find something that you want to do and just fucking get, get on and get after it. Um, I like that one. I'm, I'm going to save that one. Um, if you could get $10 million, but you had to shave 10 years off your life, would you do it? See, this is a hard question to answer. If you could get, if you could get $10 million, but you had to shave 10 years off your life, um, I would, I would retroactively go like, well, like what if it was just like shave one year off of my life for $1 million? You know what I mean? Like I'd do that. I'd shave one year off of my life for $1 million. Cause that would make the rest of my, if I shave, if I could get $1 million tax free, everything like just here's a, here's a million dollars, um, you know, and, and get that money, get that money for free. And all I had to do was shave a year off my life. I think, I think I, I, I think I would do it 10 million for 10 years. I don't think I would do it, but one million dollars for one year, I, I, I would, I'd, I'd do it because what I could do then is I could, I could make, I could make the money work for me, right? Essentially, um, I'm pretty sure I could live off the interest where I just do a rotating CD. Um, what the fuck? What, what, what? Uh, let's, let's, let's do the math here, because I got you guys on the line. Um, where's my calculator? Really? I haven't looked up the calculator long enough. There we go. Calculator app. Let's open it. Ooh, open two of them. Um, so let's go 500,000 divided by 12. Okay. So that's, that's not, that's not bad. So 42,000 times 12. Oh, really? So 45 times 12. So if I put $50,000 into rotating CDs, right? $50,000 at a 2% interest rate is $1,000. I could literally gain an extra $1,000 a month by having $50,000 in a in a CD. And then only that and then I would have 400 I'd have 400 $400,000 to play with. $400,000 buys me a like I could literally use my VA loan to buy a house and then I could literally just fill it with shit and then just like, like I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost like curious now. 55 times 12. Okay. No, that's uh 60 times 12. Okay. So I mean, even if we, even if we did 65,000, right? 65, one, two, three at a 2% interest rate. That's $1,300 a month, right? $1,300 a month for the rest of my life. And then we multiply that by 12 months. I mean, that's a, I know $15,000 doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot, but if you have no bills, no nothing, right? Like if you own your home, you own everything. I mean, groceries for me and the, me and Helios and blue, you know, really don't cost a whole heck of a lot. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have, I'd literally have zero debts. Everything would be paid off. I'd, I'd be at net zero, $1,300 a month could go quite a long ways. And I mean, with my PC, all the dumb shit that I own and everything else that I have, like I'm kind of set on electronics and equipment for the longest time. Like I even tried to buy a, a set of headphones before I was, uh, so wonderfully given, my beats headphones, uh, by, by a, a friend of mine that didn't need them anymore. Like I, I, I tried to find an excuse to buy something. And I just couldn't like, I have everything I need. And I mean, 
it, it would it would force me to be a little bit more conservative in my in my spending. But thirteen hundred dollars a month. I mean, even thirteen hundred dollars a month divided by four weeks, like that's still three hundred twenty five dollars a week to spend on whatever I wanted to. I mean, fuck with the way that I eat, live and, and do everything. Three hundred twenty five dollars almost seems like it's too much to live off of. Right. I mean, I mean, you factor in you factor in like heating, cooling and stuff like that. You upgrade the house. You, you actually move into a decent house or whatever, um, you know, and then you can pay off the VA home loan right off the bat. So you don't have to pay all the fees and all the bullshit. And then plus my your VA disability like there's just. It, it just kind of almost baffles me that like. Yeah, just literally you get the million dollars up front, invest all of it. And even if it is a, a 2%, you know, return rate, which I think uh, some some rotating funds or some shit like that, you know, are, are a lot more put it into a hedge fund or something like that that pays out, you know, every every month or something. I'm sure you could fucking make it a, a great deal of money just by putting it into something and living off the interest. And I think it, it would be a good way to live life because then you have a couple couple hundred thousand to live up up front right off the bat bring down everything and basically be at zero, which I think would be great. Um, so yeah, I, would I do 10 million for 10 years? I mean, if I, if I had a wish where like my last five to 10 years, I'd just be like senile or some shit, you know, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, to mysteriously jump ahead to 46, like it just, it didn't feel like too long ago. A lot of my family was like forties, you know, they were in their thirties or forties. So I don't. I, I. I. think maybe I do five years for five million at most, but not ten year. Ten million for ten years. Um, so God decided that He's bored with the way babies are born, and I get to pick a new method. What do you pick? I don't want to do the cliche where like legitimately a stork just brings a fucking baby, because I think with the way that travel is done, it's it's whatever. I wish there was like a a. a I, re I remember how like Toys R Us was a thing, but like Babies R Us was a deal, like right, like Babies R Us is a is a thing. So there's this, there's these stores that are like near major cities, right? There, there's like, there, there's these stores called God. God said baby, right? Or like Babies are God, or, or or like there, there's there's basically these these stores that pop up around these portals that God decided babies come from. Right. Um, and what ends up happening is that the places are called babies are us. There we go. It's babies are us. And it's these, basically these stores where th there's basically a portal that you go through and it's much like, um, uh, Oh my God. It's, it's a lot like, uh, what, uh, Loki went through, right. Where, um, uh, where he, he, he met the, um, not the div the deviants, uh, the, the, but basically there was a central agency that was run by, by like, by the chosen people, right? Like what if, what if the Muslims were right? Or what if, uh, you know, the, uh, what if the Baptist Latter-day Saints or what, like God basically is like, Hey, yeah, no, you guys were right in, in the way that you did things. You have to join my religion. And uh, you join the religion and you, you basically get a government job with Babies Are Us. And there's a portal where basically a baby comes out on a conveyor belt, right? 
And what ends up happening is like sex is still a real thing, right? Like sex, sex is a, a true blue real thing. Like if you fuck and you have a baby, the next day you get a call from Babies R Us, right? 1-800-BABIES-R-US. And they go, hey, uh, we, we've got an appointment for you in eight months, eight, eight months and two weeks, right? You're going to come. We're going to talk to you about the baby. We're going to talk to you about, you know, like what, what to expect, get you ready for parenthood. Um, you know, we're, we're going to give you a line of credit, uh, basically, and, and we're going to get you all the things your baby needs, right? We're going to get you everything that your baby needs. And, and by this time, um, you know, because of how streamlined everything is and, and, how, and how medical care doesn't have to work, uh, what, what ends up happening is that, you're, you, you know, your work is like, oh, you're, you're, you know, you've, you've, you've got a baby coming on the way. We're going to put like, you know, $25 or like you have the ability to put an allotment into babies R us to where we, we pay babies R us a, a portion of your track and you get to save up a bunch of money so that when your baby's born, you can have a bunch of money that you need. And I think it would be great that when the baby comes out, it's, it's like a surprise, right? Like you don't get to know the gender or anything. Like it just comes out on conveyor belt and it's a, it's a newborn baby and the baby looks up at you. It's like, sup gangster. And then you have your, ch- your child and then everything that you could ever need is basically given to you. Uh, and you can buy it as as you go from Babies R Us, right? And then, of course, like food and, and all the, the, the early checkups and everything don't have to worry about because babies come out perfectly, right? And like if you opt into a program where it's like, um, you know, like because they're, they're going to be the babies that have a touch of the downs, you know, they're going to have a touch of the downs um, or they're, they're going to have something wrong with them where, you know, it's, it's just like it's a random luck of the draw. You're basically informed, but because of how well things are done with the medical advances uh, from from how babies are us are, you you walk away with all the tools to succeed. And if not, there's there's uh, I know that there's always you know viable parents that are able to adopt these these children that that are in need. And I think it it might become more streamlined, or it might fuck everything up. Who knows? But that's it's it's basically portals all over. Uh, in stores that are, are, are baby are, babies are us, and and basically God just is like here you go here's your child from this mysterious portal, and the portal is weird because if you go in, if you go into the portal, you are like teleported randomly somewhere in another part of the world, like if you're under the portal, you could just like teleport right like you're just at random chosen to be to go somewhere else in the world, um, and you immediately shit your pants. A new way to travel the way to travel. Um, so this, this next question comes from r slash ask women. Uh, it's, uh, how do you, how often do you wear a beautiful dress? I think it's a great question, uh, that can translate into, into men as well too. It's like, how often do you wear something that makes you feel good is essentially the way that I translate. Uh, you know, how often do you, do you get to wear a beautiful dress? And my question is like, how often do you get to dress up to, to feel beautiful? And the answer is as often as I want. I literally one day put on a suit tie overcoat and I wore a nice pair of slacks to go with it. And I literally, I literally went grocery shopping and then I went to caribou coffee and then I, I got lunch. Like I made an, I just made an occasion to wake up and, and fucking wake up and smell the roses, you know, wake up and, and smell the roses. Like I just, I've, I want to go out and I want to be seen today and I want to wear something good and I, I want to have a reason to wear something. I don't have a reason to, so I'm going to make one. I'm going to go do chores and shit. And, and that's, that's how, how, so how often do I get to wear, uh, a, you know, clothes that make me feel good? 
I'd say about once or twice a week. Once or twice a week, if I feel it. Um, some days I may go three times a week, but once or twice a week, uh, I get to wear something that makes me feel good. Um, the, another question that comes fr- to me from Ask Women, which it's just since it's a short podcast, uh, or I should say just a solo podcast with myself, I'm just going to leave it at this. Um, how would you feel about your best friend and your spouse starting a relationship together after you died? Uh, well, Jen would be very, very upset with Alex because uh, Jen is married to Alex. Uh, I don't think that my best friend could, uh, I don't think Alex would ever marry someone. Um, uh, I got a couple of friends that like, I'm really, really close with and they've like all found their significant others. Um, so I, I think that the relationship would probably be more like, uh, a hardcore friendship where they probably cheated on their spouses. So I, I might be a little upset spaghetti about it. Um, but like if I, if I genuinely had a single friend that shacked up with my spouse after they died, after I died, I, I honestly, I, I'm dead. I, it's not going to matter, but I would, I would take some solace and comfort that my passing brought together two of the closest people in my life uh, to, to share a beauty and a love that knows no bounds. Cause I mean, think about it this way. I got a couple of guys that I'm really good friends with, a couple of them that I'm very, very close with. And, uh, and and the relationships, like the way that I'm best friends with David and the way that I'm best friends with, with Jake and Kyle, uh, Whiskey, Smokey, Ray's, you know, Alex, and like all these dudes that I'm like really, and, and even Blights, um, one of the guys that I, I rarely ever get a game with. Like, uh, and, and now I'm, I'm starting to, to become really good friends with Daniel. The more I do this podcast and the more I seem to just chat with him about dumb shit during work, like we all have, they all have little bits of Jared that, that they latch onto, you know, Daniel was looking to get back into doing the podcasting thing. Uh, David was looking for somebody, I, I guess maybe that could get into Tarkov the, the same way that he was. And that's on at some of the most random odd hours out there. And I mean, that, you know, that, that can do the podcast, that, that can do the super producer thing. Eric, you know, he was looking for a, a producer to help, help, help fill in the interim, right? Mark wants somebody for the NFL. Like you look at, at, at the way a lot of my friends, cause I don't have a best, best friend. I have lots of friends that I'm really, really close with. I have a few friends that I'm really close with and, and they all, they all took a piece of me, right? Like my wife, she's probably to know how to do podcast editing. I'm probably at some point in time in a teacher, you know, uh, she's probably going to get into video games. She's going to have to be into video games at some point in time, you know? And I I feel like there's going to be a a small part of me that they really, really liked that. One of my friends might like, like for this scenario, right? For this scenario, one of my good gaming friends that's single joins a, a discord call where they're like, they're breaking down Jared and you know, my wife is like, hey, I'm, I'm going to play a couple of these games that Jared really liked. And then one of the, you know, they, they're going to play with her as as an homage to me. And then what's going to end up happening is, is you know, maybe she'll latch onto a couple of people that she likes. They'll play a couple of games that they like and they can bond over the fact that I loved video games. I loved the Let's Play Death Ray Discord that I'm in. Um, you know, I'm actually really liking uh, the Discord that I'm in right now as well, too, with uh, what is it called? Uh Skullbright Haven, uh, which I think is probably a a a, a nod to um, to Sea of Thieves, uh, because of Daniel out there. Like, 
Uh, you know, like they're probably going to latch onto a video game or they're going to latch onto something that I enjoyed doing. They're going to want to do it more with that friend that I was really close with it or that they're able to bond over with. And then I'm literally taking something I loved and introducing two great people in my life to that thing. And then they get to carry it on in my legacy, you know, carry it on in my name. They met because of me. They bonded over the fact that I died and, and had a, a, a relationship or a bonding moment where it, it set off sparks. And if they can, if they can both love and be a couple after, after I loved her first and I loved him as, as my best friend and they can get over the fact, you know, that, that, they can get over all the, the weirdness that sometimes happens. And it's, and it's a true blue, like fall in love after I die. Not they've been secretly dating for years. Um, you know, if, if it's that true love that happens after the fact, cool, great gangster, I, I can feel proud. I feel like I put some good juju out there in the world. Uh, but if they were just waiting for my dumbass to die, they can go fuck themselves. Um, you know, so yeah. Um, oh yeah, th- that was another good one. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, they go, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll ask one more, uh, women have read it. How long has your honeymoon phase lasted in your late? How long? Yeah. How long did the honeymoon phase last in your relationship? Um, like, like honeymoon phase, like where everything's all good and hunky dory. Uh, for most of them, it lasts for about five months, five to six months. And then usually by the time it dies off, that's when, uh, that's when shit gets real. And the rose-colored glasses uh, no longer look like rose-colored glasses anymore, you know? Because uh, that's that's how life is. Life is just a, a bunch of rose-colored glasses, and you take it off every once in a while. And then shit happens. I don't know how to end this. Starfield is going to be a good game. And for those of you who don't like it, you can go suck my dick. Piper will always be my personal 3D printer because I love that woman. Out of Fallout 4, by the way. <laughs> That's actually one of the titles uh, I was looking to do a... Uh, I'll tell you this real story quick. For, for those of you that hang around for these after-hours specials or these little tidbits that I sometimes throw in at the end here, thank you. Hi, welcome. Uh, so I, I I was trying to do a, a Fallout 4 playthrough where I played as a stormtrooper. I only got to use laser weapons, and I didn't get an ADS at all. Uh, I downloaded this cool mod to basically give me a laser M4, and uh, literally, uh, I named my uh, my player Slit Stormtrooper Slit, uh, and Codsworth will actually call you Miss Slit, uh, which was actually fucking hilarious. Um, and then I basically uh, one of my one of my clip names here. I, I have I've got eight different clips. Uh, one is called Codsworth calls me Slit, Wolfgang Failure Part Three, uh, Killing Them All Dance, uh, Kill Them All Dance Part Four. Got me a gun, part five. Dance does all the work, part six. And then my personal 3D printer, whoops, my personal 3D printer, part seven. Uh, and then upgrades, part eight. And then I never got past it because I fucking got furious at one of the, I got furious at one of the campaigns. Uh, but yeah, 
Piper is my personal 3D printer. I love your faces, boys and girls. Have an awesome one. Uh, thank you for sticking around. And it's one, two, three. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go for one hour, 23 minutes, and 43 seconds. And that's what I'm going to end this podcast at because uh, that's just how things worked out. One hour, 23 minutes, 43, uh, 45 seconds. That's um, If you want to text me, I, I got my number. You can legitimately text you know, Jared from Feathers and Friends. Uh, it's in the description. Go check out File Entertainment. Go check out Let's Play Death Ray. Go check out Evil Mark Show. And hell, check out Guile. 